What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here, NJ.com. Latest episode of the No Huddle Show. We're here at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. I'm here with Mike K. Eagles just got absolutely destroyed by the Saints. They lost 48-7, to and it never looked particularly close. Everything that's been going wrong was exacerbated over the course of four quarters. And, you know, we won't go too much into the weeds with this game. We will talk about everything that happened. But just the general thing is like this is this is bad they're this is as bad as they've been and since Doug Peterson has been coach here really there there's not much reason for optimism besides the fact that they technically can still m- make something happen in the NFC East but I don't come out of this game feeling very good that they can like, at a certain point you have to just be like all right we're, let's stop talking about the division let's talk about week to week can they even beat the Giants next week I'm not 100% convinced based on all the injuries they've suffered that that's a certainty so I I'm I thought they were going to lose by a lot today. I predicted they would lose by multiple touchdowns. They wound up losing by more than multiple touchdowns, if that, if that's a thing. And I, I just come away with this thinking that something's wrong in that locker room, something's wrong with that coaching staff. You can blame injuries, but it's more than that. Yeah, it definitely extends beyond injuries. This offense, it, I mean, you look at the starters that they have coming into this season, really they're, they're banged up at the tackle spots, but you're putting them out there, so that's a coaching decision. That's a front office decision. Uh, Jason Kelsey went down early in this game, but really, who are you missing now that on offense you're not missing anybody? Yeah, that's I mean, the problem like, here. Like it's you, just, the offense isn't scoring, and it's not because of injuries. Right. I mean, you can point to injuries. Like if you, that's the thing. Like if you want to find excuses, you're not going to find a lot on offense. You're just not. This offense is not good. It's just not. And realistically, you should be with Carson Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey, Golden Tate, Zach Ertz, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Goddard. Goddard. Now the emergence of Josh Adams. There is absolutely no reason why you should be blown out. There should be a top-half offense in the they NFL. They scored seven points, Zach. They Unreal. scored seven points. Unreal. And that was only because Josh Adams had one really great run. Um, who we'll talk about a little bit more in the program because we He'll, always have well, to Josh Adams would be our only positive thing. Yeah, in this I was podcast. thinking this. I wanted to write a stu- I, wa- I wanted to tweet this out. Um, I really want to write a studs and duds column for tomorrow, but I feel like it would just be Josh duds Adams. and stud. Yeah, it would, <laughs> it would just be like Josh Adams and and my overwhelming love for like Cameron Johnston. Maybe I mean. Freaking Jake Elliott had the easiest day ever. Like, he, yeah, he, he man, he didn't even attempt a field goal, right? Yeah, he had one kickoff. Well, they didn't even get the, into the red zone until the the very end. Yeah. And then they then Carson Wentz threw a pick. We're we're gonna get pretty critical about Carson yeah, Wentz today. We'll get was, to that in a bit. Car- but this was the worst performance of Carson's career. Not even. It, it, there's not even a debate about I, that. I don't, I don't think, think it's cl- like I thought about it like when I was writing and I was against the like the the heat of the the gun going off. It definitely is worse than the last two seasons. But rookie year, considering what he had to deal with and how he was thrust in the lineup, yeah, in context... It's, it's all relative to the context that you're right, in. Yeah. Right. This was terrible. This was bad. Wide receivers and tight ends were having trouble getting open and running routes and stuff like that, but it His, it, it his passes that. were not on the money. Yeah, he just looked off. He looked He's very not- frustrated. And I think, overall, you know, this lack of running game support is kind of self-induced. You know, they don't let anybody really find a rhythm. Like, Corey Clement will run for four yards, and then you don't see him again for, like, like a quarter. Uh, well, Josh they, Adams They got down been... so big so quickly that they were they were going to abandon the run. Like, you could just see it coming from a mile away. Well, sure. That, I mean, that, that's the way they go about this, but maybe they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I mean, look. 
When your passing game's not working, go give the they ball to Josh Adams. Give the ball to Josh Adams 20 times if you have to. They scored a 28-yard touchdown on a run, and then they forced a three and out against the Saints. And then you come back and you, you know, what do you do? Nothing. Literally the rest of the game. Yeah, <laughs> this was, coaches and players like to say, you know, throw away the tape. Like, that's a term they use. I would light this tape on fire, throw it into uh, the Delaware River. Um, just, make leave, sure leave, that just, leave it, just leave it on the ground in Bourbon Street. Some weird stuff yeah, will happen to it. Yeah, like, this was, this is a game that, as a writer and as somebody who covers the team, it's really hard to, other than completely just crap all over the performance, it's really hard to take anything away from it because they were beaten so badly. You know, it wasn't like there was a decision here or there that you could really pinpoint. There wasn't, like, one performance, hey, this guy needs to get better. This entire team got trounced today. This was an overall, overall collective mishap by this team. If you come out of this game praising anybody more than maybe Josh Adams, uh, I, who? you got Trey Sullivan having penalties every six seconds. You've got uh, Carson Wentz throwing three interceptions. Zach Ertz was barely involved. Two catches for 15 yards. This was the first game where he didn't have an impact. He's tied for fourth now on the Eagles' all-time receptions list with Brent Selleck. Oh, your not boy. That you, not that you care, but um, <laughs> yeah, just overall, this was not a good game. Um, they tried to get Golden Tate involved early, and it just... I don't think Wentz and him have chemistry yet. And, you know, it's its two weeks, so you can't really... One of, one of uh, Wentz's interceptions, the second one, in the second half, he, like, scrambled. He, like, was pointing to Golden Tate to, like, get open or something. And he just, like, I don't know if Tate didn't go where he thought he was going or Wentz just completely mistimed or misthrew because it was a really bad throw. It was picked off pretty easily. Uh, I mean, the, the game started turning, really, on Wentz's first interception, probably. That was in the first quarter. I mean... Not really. They yeah. had two two and outs and then an interception. So they had seven two play- three and outs. Two, I don't know what two and out is. Yeah, two and the out. two and out was the interception one. Actually, no, it was a one and out. <laughs> yeah, but so basically they had two three and outs and an interception. That's seven plays in the first three drives. You're not going to win with with that because the Saints built a 17 point lead and never looked back. Uh, they were also dancing on the sideline. This place is loud. Oh my God! Yeah, you should acknowledge that we're also still at the Superdome where there's in an open press box in an open press box there's kids playing on the field I'm pretty sure they've just scored 14 points on the Eagles defense (laughs) they're they're still scoring somehow right the game's over and now they're still scoring I mean the Eagles aren't even in the building Uh, (laughs) but yeah that that flight home is going to be pretty pretty uh pretty quiet (laughs) pretty quiet yeah I mean I thought if you've been following me on Twitter you know that my travel plans were horrific uh on Saturday this game was somehow worse uh we won't dwell too much. Let, let's let's let's, move, let's keep let's talking about on. let's see, keep talking about Carson Wentz a little bit more. Yeah, let's talk about so, Carson. The last few weeks, he's he's had it where he's either started off really poorly, he's mostly started off poorly, or he ended the game poorly. This game, it was just the same thing for four quarters, uh, specifically the first quarter. Like it's just we can harp on it every week, and we kind of have to because they're not good enough to fall behind teams anymore. And I so I, I went I went back the last four games and found Carson Wentz's stats for the first quarter. Oh, he's, nice. he's thrown a 48.4 completion percentage, less than 50% of his passes. 182 passing yards. The yardage isn't really that important. Zero touchdowns, three interceptions, two fumbles, one of them lost. So he's turned the ball over four times in the last four first quarters. They've been outscored quite a bit. I mean, it the play calling 
clearly is an issue. The those scripted plays just aren't working. You, you get you can almost tell it's almost like clockwork. They they get past that stretch of the game and then they make a big play. Like the I think the scoring the touchdown drive I think might have come right after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I I asked Doug Peterson about that. So while while we're still talking about that, yeah. I said you know normally you guys are able to you guys start slow and then you turn it around and Peterson just had no no answer. He just he he just. He doesn't know what the problem is. It was another one of those, we need to look in the mirror. I know. If he says that one more time. I mean, how many mirrors do you own in your house, Doug Peterson? Uh, the, the problem... I could reference Skyscraper again, but I won't. Please there's don't. a big mirror scene. That, I mean, for, <laughs> big for mirror scene. Two and two podcasts. <laughs> there's a whole room of mirrors. A whole room. Look. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Carson, and I thought this for a little bit. Carson plays well when he's just flowing through the offense. He's not a guy you can kind of choreograph, if that makes sense. He's a playground ball sort of guy. He's Brett better Favre, when he's improvising. Right. Brett Favre, Russell Westbrook. Like, those guys aren't script guys. Those are guys... We, have, we haven't seen that much. He That first two games he came back, he was doing a lot of that. He was scrambling. He was he hasn't been running very much, right. uh, which they is did fine. A, but they it, did do a design run. They did, and he got gained like eight yards, I think. But, uh... Yeah, I mean he. I mean you keep going, but he like the improvisation, like that 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 was his mo last year, and, right. and it's weird, you know. Last year it seemed like every game he was getting better, and it's like no, there's no way he could keep getting better, and he kept getting better. This year it's like he's going down. He's not making the adjustments week to week. I don't know if it's something going on in the week of preparation. I don't know if it's a miscommunication between him and his weapons, but you know the whole thing last year was like. Like, even just look at him and Alshon Jeffrey. The whole thing was like, all right, they weren't on the same page yet, but give them some time. They're going to be mm-hmm. great. Alshon Jeffrey's been MIA the last couple of weeks. I don't know if it's his fault or if it's <laughs> Carson Wentz's. And, I mean, at, people are hesitant to blame Carson Wentz a lot of times in this town, and I get it. He's the franchise quarterback. He's the he, – everybody loves the guy. I mean, he's he's going to be a really good quarterback for a very long time, but we have everybody has to take a step back and realize that there's – a lot of blame that falls on his shoulders. Yeah, and I asked him about that as well. And he told me he takes a lot of blame, but he still uses the term we. And I find that... I don't want to say it's it becomes disingenuous which, when you say... Or disingenuous when you say... When you keep deflecting to we instead of right. saying I. No, he said... He, first he'll go, I take a lot of responsibility. We just didn't make a lot of plays. No, Carson, you didn't make a lot of plays. Sure, the offense as a collective whole did not make a lot of plays, but I specifically asked, I said, Carson, you keep bringing up that it starts with you. If it starts with you, how much ownership do you take in these early struggles? You, I never said anything about the group. Um, I don't think Carson has an accountability issue. I just think sometimes he, I don't want to put words in his mouth and I don't want to, press on what I think, but I think that Carson sometimes gets in his own head uh, about the playbook, about being a leader, about, um, you know, he was clearly frustrated in this game, and I think this is the first time in this press press conference setting after a game that he really took responsibility for stuff, but even then he waned and said we and stuff. Carson's a very large part of the reason they lost this game. He's been a very large part of the reason why they've lost a couple of games. Enough with the excuses. The guy has a, a former Pro Bowl wide receiver. A, a superstar all, tight end. A superstar tight end. 
They traded for another Pro Bowl the wide best receiver. offensive line in the league in air quotes because that's what everybody told us coming into this right. year. Right. I yeah. mean, look, he. There's nothing really changed except nope. for positives. They've right? added. They've ad- if anything, they've added. They've lost Jay Ajayi, but like Josh Adams looks like he can give you the same production. And I didn't really. I mean, Jay Ajayi was a complimentary piece last year. Let's not like. Yeah, but he's better than all the other running backs correct, they have. Correct. And, I well, mean, that's not really if we're talking much. about how they're taking a step back. That's cool. the only area you okay, can really. So, uh, that's all I'm saying. That's the right. only spot you could say that. You know, I gotta tell you, Nick Foles had similar struggles to start the year that Carson Wentz is having this year. Carson Wentz is way more accurate. Don't get me wrong. Carson's way more athletic, dynamic, and all that. Yeah. Yeah, but they're both not seeing the field very well. It seems. Uh, at at really inopportune times. I mean, it's never opportune <laughs> to, to not see. It's just there's something rhythmically off about them. Um, and Carson got a little careless with the football, it seemed like, towards the end of the game. That first interception wasn't a bad read. I don't. Some people said that they thought that uh, he just chucked it. That was, that was a good read. And, yeah, I mean, look, sometimes the, the game doesn't go your way. But this really didn't go their way. Like, they just, they showed no urgency coming off out of the gate. They got off to a snail's pace. And then they got their asses kicked. I mean, really, that's that's what it is. They all realized how The Saints bad. might win the Super Bowl. Like, this is a legit team. I, I think the Saints have to be the favorite right now. The Saints and the, and the Chiefs would be the two teams. I, I think the Saints have a, I, I texted this to somebody, the Saints have a feel like the Eagles did last year, where everything's sure. rolling, they have a swagger to them, they're celebrating everything, their offenses, even Lane, I, even I, I, think, it, I think it was Lane Johnson also said, like, that, that we, you look over there and you kind of remind yourself of how our offense looked last right, year, right. like, you know, they have, you have a quarterback who's firing on all cylinders, you have, I mean, they they have ridiculous talent at running back. They have Michael Thomas, who's better than anyone the Eagles have on offense. But the point being, like, like everything's rolling. Like the de- this is probably the best Saints game they've had in terms of the offense and the defense working together because the Saints defense has struggled at times this year. And maybe it's not saying much against the Eagles at this point because their offense is one of the worst in the NFL scoring wise. Mm-hmm. And you but, can't just say, and you can't just say, oh, they can only beat you in the Superdome. They just blew out the the Bengals and embarrassed them. Yeah. So. the Saints, the Eagles and Saints are on different trajectories right now and where sure. their franchises are. And it's a weird thing to say considering. The Eagles just won the Super Bowl, and we all kind of thought they were going to be competing for them for a few years. And now you kind of have to take a step back and look at if that's the case so anymore. Let's talk about why. Are you ready for it, Zachy? Uh, Don't call me Zachy. Yeah, well, you got <laughs> called Zachy. Um, this team has continually, and, and rightfully so in some aspects, tried to jumpstart this offense around Carson Wentz because they realize Carson Wentz is about to get paid. It could Julian dollars. He's eligible at the end of the season. Right. And so now's the window to pay guys short-term, whatever. Trade contracts. for someone like Golden Tate. Trade for someone. You do all these these nifty moves or whatever. They've completely ignored this defense. Now, it, credit to how he – I mean – the, the, the injuries to the – before you keep going, I think I need to address all the injuries that happened tonight in the secondary. Yeah, so – So they went into the game without Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills. Ronald Darby's out for the season. As we, Rodney McLeod is also out for the season, but cornerback is the bigger concern right now. Cor- at, yeah, so, I mean, I, I have it in my head. So, and then in the first half, Avante Maddox hurt his knee. It looked pretty bad. They declared him out fairly quickly. Yeah, it was a non-contact. Uh, the second half, Rizul Douglas went down with a knee injury. That left them with Shannon Sullivan, Devontae Bosby, and Craven LeBlanc as their three cornerbacks. Th- those three guys weren't on the roster in week eight. As recent as week eight, none of those guys were on the team, and a few, a couple of them weren't on any team. 
<laughs> you look at the secondary in general. Like that. Uh, this is like the, I get that the defense they've had a lot of issues and Jim Schwartz has done some strange things this season. But the fact that they I don't know what their ranking is going to be after this game scoring defense wise. You kind of have to throw this one out. But the fact that he had them where they were, considering all these... I mean, Jordan Hicks hurt his calf near the end of the game. The dude's played almost every single snap this season. Right. Which is kind of crazy. I didn't realize that. He, he, he had played every snap until Every snap, one. which... I mean, they don't really have the depth at linebacker either to play anybody else. Um, so, you, you, you talked to... I mean, corner... In, we entered the season, cornerback was viewed as, like, such a, a strong suit that they were willing to trade Ronald Darby. Like, that was that was the storyline before the season. They, they brought in Daryl Worley in the offseason. They're like, how are they going to play this guy? They have so many guys. He wound up getting drunk and driving and got cut. And now, all of a sudden, they, like, missed the days of Daryl Worley being here. Like, it's – and then, I mean, we, we've talked plenty about I – mean, you're probably about to touch on this. The the defensive tackle depth, I mean, the defensive – I mean, defensive end, really, they, they haven't had anybody since they've had some injuries. I mean, what, what – that, was that the direction you were going? Yeah, this is... How, Howie's decision-making has been weird. It's not just Howie's decision-making. I mean, it's overall... They were reluctant to put Rasul Douglas out there until they absolutely needed him, and he's just... And then he bit, wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. They've um, really hampered everything that Malcolm Jenkins does well by prioritizing certain positions over the other. The linebacker group is just paper-thin... They've gotten really lucky not to have injuries there. Tim Jernigan is such a massive loss that they did not plan. They really did not plan well. For the thing him. is, they they signed Haloti Nada after they already knew about Tim Jernigan's injury, so that just makes it even more confusing to me. I mean, look, here's the thing: you're not playing Madden. All these guys aren't imaginary. I mean, like, aren't out there. They're not. Yeah, like, yeah. You can't, just, like, sign you can't, can't just sign any guy. Right. They could have brought Bo Allen back though. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they traded for Golden Tate. As opposed to getting us somebody on defense. Yeah, I mean it's hindsight's twenty twenty. But we've I mean, said, I mean, we, we've always said, and we were like, all right, it's, he'll help what they need. But I, I think it's we all kind of felt like they had other needs more than receiver. For sure, and I mean I don't know who is was actually available. It seemed like there were quite a few corners that might have been available. I, I don't know, dude. Like this is one of those things where, it's like you're just trying to find that. Hopefully you could hear that snap where where you get that jump start for the offense and they thought that Tate was that guy. I don't think, in fairness, I don't think uh, Robbie Anderson would have been that guy. I don't think there's anybody who's going to fix this offense other than maybe Doug Peterson. And it's really not starting to look very good for Mike Rowe right now. Mike Rowe does not make the play he's, calls. He's an easy scapegoat. Right. Mike Rowe does not make the play calls. He does not do the in-game substitutions. What but does he, does, he do? <laughs> but, but he does work with the, in the 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 planning and the preparation. And that goes into the first 15 play thing. And, you know, Jeff Stoutland's the run game coordinator. You've got Deuce Staley. You know, i got to tell you, they really, for, for having your own run game coordinator, they really don't use that coordinator all that much. Uh, this pre- You did some air quotes there, by the way. People I couldn't did, hear yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you need to know that. Um, <laughs> you didn't hear the whoosh. Of the, uh, this defense is so much better coached than the offense right now and the fact that people i'm not like a jim schwartz like mark or whatever like i'm not like a guy who thinks oh my god if they get rid of jim schwartz they're 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 gonna die but like the amount of criticism and critique that jim schwartz gets with the injuries that he's dealt with in the secondary and and up front and like where they are I, i just this is the first game where i've been like wow jim schwartz coached a terrible game yeah. his defense or he, he was out coached at least 
Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, Sean Payton does that. But yeah. I mean, like... Sean Payton even said something uh, about how he, over the last two years, he had, they, they played more man coverage tonight mm-hmm. than they, he had seen in the last two years. And it kind of makes sense. They, they kind of had to, really. Right. And look, you're going up against... Look, I think Kamara is a top five running back in this league. I think Mike Thomas is a top three wide receiver in this league. Uh, you know, Drew Brees is going to win the MVP award, I'm pretty pretty sure. It's him or Mahomes. I, I, I would vote Brees personally. But I, I would vote Brees. But, but the, the, the problem, I mean, this is a different discussion, but the lot it, it's always relative to expectations with those awards, which I'm not sure that's how right. it should be. But, um, yeah, anyway, keep going. This this team's a juggernaut. They're I, good, I could see the, the, the Chiefs falling flat on their faces eventually just because of the inexperience. This Saints team is scary. And... You know, when you're able to take the defending champions and throw them away like tissue paper, it's just uh, I don't know who's going to beat this team. Like in a in a super in a, in a, pro, a playoff setting, um, they look better than the Eagles did last year. If I can say that, I'm sure we'll get comments about it. But Ooh. send us your comments, by the way. We love to read them. <laughs> Tell uh, Mike how dumb he is. Right. Look, I'm <laughs> rambling and doing all this stuff, but I think the bottom line is you can definitely not feel good about this offense. And maybe it takes until next year to fix it, but there is a disconnect. And I also think that there's somewhat of a disconnect between what the front office wants to do and what the, the actual coaching staff wants to do. Because to have Rasul Douglas not play half the season, then you throw him out there and put him in harm's way after selecting him with a third-round pick a couple of years That's ago. That's just a bad way to approach development. Sheldon Gibson's never out there, even though he's like... Does he lo- exist anymore? Like- yeah, who knew? I saw him uh, in the locker room. I was like, oh, yeah, he I does did too. exist. I was like, I wonder what he could say, but what yeah. do you have to say, honestly? Um, you know, they've done a good job and a bad job of promoting practice squad talent. And and, and hats off to them. For you shouldn't more. have to rely on those guys as much as they have. Right. But, you know, I mean, there isn't like an unlimited resource of safeties and corners. Well, yeah, and, but they were in that. They put themselves in that position by relying on Corey Graham as your main. And safety they've also watched these corners and safeties in practice and feel comfortable enough with them. So one could say maybe that's a failure on their part. But again, this team—you got Tra- okay. Trayvon Hester was on the practice squad. He's starting now. Bruce Hector, who's been around uh, on and off the practice squad. Busby on the practice Bowsby. squad. Bowsby. Bowsby. You're gonna sorry. get it right one day. Bowsby, <laughs> who's been on on the practice squad the last two years. Uh, Shandon Sullivan, who's been on the practice squad, it was on the practice squad up until he was promoted before the Jags game. Trey Sullivan was on the practice squad for two years. Uh, Craven LeBlanc was, was cut by the Lions. Cut by the Lions. Um, there's I just, mean, they, they threw Dexter McDougal in the starting lineup after signing him. Right. I, look, look, this is not the way a playoff team operates. But then again, what do you do now? If Rasul Douglas is out and Avante Maddox, Avante Maddox, who in my opinion is the story of the year on defense because of how well he's played. He's the only player on the defense that has multiple turnovers. Might, might have been a serious injury. I mean, it looked we don't know yet, awful. But... It looked awful. Cause he just, whenever fell. a guy is declared out immediately, that's how you know. Yeah. He was out. Uh, I saw Rasul in the locker room. Didn't get to talk to him. Yeah, I know. He I, didn't I, look, he wasn't wearing like a brace or anything. I didn't so. see a brace. I mean, but again, Darby, you never I saw know him wearing said. a brace immediately. Um, you know, if, if, uh, so, I mean, the look, constantly look, injured man, Jordan Hicks can't play, then you're playing a lot of Camus and you're playing a lot and of, the, Nigel the, and you're going to be, you're, Welcoming a Giants team to home. The Giants have won two in a row. The Eagles have lost three in a row at home. They have Eagles Odell have, Beckham Jr. Right. They have Sterling Shepard. They have Evan Ingram, and they have Saquon Barkley. 
Like, who's covering these guys? You remember how, Are like, you and I going on to cover them? Because I, I haven't played corner in my life, so... You remember how, like, the Redskins, Giants, and Cowboys fans used to mock Eagles fans for never win- winning a Super Bowl? <laughs> now they can mock them for being the only team in the NFC East that hasn't won two games in a row. I mean... Put that in perspective. This is a Super Bowl. Wow, I didn't even team. think of that. The Eagles are only a game ahead of the Giants right now, and and the, and and on top of that, the the Eagles are just a game back of the of 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 the, the Cowboys and, and two, two games back of the. Red. This who is just, a who just lost Alex horrible, Smith. What a bad division! My God, division. the Cow the Cowboys might be my pick right now to win the division. Yeah, I think the Cowboys are probably your best bet. Because I, I mean, they have tiebreakers. They have. I think it'd healthy. actually be pretty opt- opportunistic for the Eagles to have them win that because then you keep the clapper. <laughs> True. And yeah, it, it's like it's like the randomly they it's actually it's like how Eli Manning the Eagles he he played really well against them last year and that's why the Giants brought him back so, the, so it was like the Eagles did that for them. <laughs> See, I think the Eagles need to get themselves in a position where they can get to at least eight and eight um, to feel good about. The off season moving forward, I I wrote I have them going seven and nine. Looking at the rest of the yeah, schedule, seven and I, nine's probably good. I mean, so they have the Giants this week. I think they're going to win, but I'm less convinced from when I wrote that to now. So what do you have, Giants? I have them beating uh the no losing to the Cowboys on the road. I have them beating the Redskins. Twice. Redskins at home and on the and on the road and yeah, so the Giants yeah, and, the, and so, then lo- yeah. losing to the Rams. Losing to the Texans. I mean, yeah. <laughs> look, this is one of those seasons where it just kind of feels like everything's falling apart. You do have some built-in injury excuses. Uh, hopefully they can get a lot of these older dudes off the books next year, and you can kind of develop your own talent. I've always said, and I think I brought this up on the program before, when you have a lackluster draft class, you don't get uh, you don't get immediately impacted by it, but you lose out in the second year because your depth is kind of squashed. Outside of Barnett, that draft class is not looking very good. Um, I mean, Sidney Jones. Oh, Sidney Jones. I forgot to mention him earlier. He also left hamstring. the game earlier with a hamstring. That dude can't stay healthy, and he didn't look very good when he was in the game. Yeah, they're gonna probably end up starting Camus at. at uh, I didn't think he was played DB and maybe uh, Nate Gary. <laughs> yeah, Nate Gary's out there playing safety. Man. This is just. Uh, it's a mess. It's hard to like because that's the thing. Like before this game, it was really hard to criticize them completely because. They'd never been blown out, and they yeah they were still keeping games close, which yeah. is wh- which is why like there's been the like you know what's the the carrot stick like somebody holding the carrot out yeah in front of yeah them it or has whatever. been like a stakes in front of you and yeah. you're like yeah I'm on this treadmill but like I'm gonna get that ribeye now it's like they fell on their face yeah you know look here if you want to take away a positive from all of this the Giants have impacted their their draft position uh, the Redskins you know. Uh, Alex Smith, man, that's a tough, that's a tough deal, and they have been banged up all year. Um, it's gonna keep Jay Gruden in the in the division. <laughs> the Cowboys don't look good. They kind of squeak their way past the Falcons. If you want to hold out hope for this division, you still can until they play the Giants. But I mean, if they lose to the Giants, this is done. Just call it. Just call it. Um, tank for they don't tank in the NFL, but call, uh, tank for a pick. <laughs> eh, unless you're the Browns. Yeah. Condoleezza Rice. Man, that was. Holla at your boy. We, we can, the, the day started with a Condoleezza Rice rumor, and we'll end it with one. How I about mean, that? <laughs> you, wait, no, we need a new rumor. I guess. Maybe maybe she knows what's wrong with the offense. Yeah, I we don't should know. we should call her. Okay, Condi, what do you, tell us your thoughts. Give come on to the No Huddle Show. We'd happily have Condi. Lisa Rice on the No Huddle Show. I mean, sometimes I'm missing her like Condi, but... uh, (laughs) Final thoughts? Yeah, my final thoughts are the Eagles are in dire straits on offense. Defense, 
they're just really banged up. I don't think Jim Schwartz has called bad games outside of this one. He's had bad moments in other games that have cost the, that, let's go ahead, them late. Yeah. Uh, but everybody does. Do you think they make a coaching change this week? Like, do you think Corey they do it during Udland, the season? Do you Corey, think they do it during the season? I don't know, but th- this is. I mean, that if a lot, a lot of times, like. I don't know if it's necessarily the right move, but teams do that to like, all right, we're holding you guys accountable for the way this is happening. You just cost somebody their job. Now go so, out there and prove that. So I brought up Corey Unlin's uh, name without bringing up the point. Corey Unlin's been stuck with such a terrible, you know, streak of injuries. He's probably safe. You're not going to fire the linebackers coach midseason. I don't know what that good that does you. Chris Wilson, I don't know. They didn't even touch Drew tonight. That might be an interesting one. On offense, I mean, I mean Mike Groh is the obvious one on offense, right? But you don't, I mean, but he's, he's not, but he's, he's Doug's guy. But he's also not a guy that calls plays, so it's like to fire him mid-season. What does that do? Just take, strip him from his preparation responsibilities and have him like yeah, talk true. to wide receivers or something, or involve him more. Maybe the problem is that Doug's too, yeah, too, maybe too hands-on. I don't know. I don't know, but I know the heat's coming for Groh this week. The heat, if I, if I know this beat group, um, <laughs> you know. Press Taylor, a guy that you and I have been very impressed with. Yeah, the quarterbacks haven't improved. I mean, it's hard to blame. I don't know. It's hard to blame like a guy like that. I don't that. know. I mean, I do think you they know, missed D. Phillip more than it's Taylor's fault. Yeah, not to put too much, you know, not to steal a line from Doug himself, but I really do think Doug needs to look in the mirror when it comes to his play calling. Oh my god, <laughs> he really no. I mean, he does. This yeah, is like does. a bad, bad string of his last three starts to games have been the three worst starts I've seen from an Eagles coach in a really long time. Chip never had this bad of starts. Andy sure as hell didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one of those things, man. I, I don't remember John Gruden having really bad starts. Then again, I was like seven, so, you know. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll but anyway, up. on that note... John Gruden ruins everything, so let, let's yeah. end on that note. <laughs> hey, Derek Carr. Um, oh, my God. On that note, Let's cue the music. What do you got for him? <laughs> what do I got? All right. Uh, if you guys made it this far without getting too angry, uh, make sure you follow us. Subscribe. We're on all the podcast apps. As I always tell you, we're on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud. Leave a comment. We'll we'll read it out. We're going to do a midweek pod this week. We're going to get back into that mix. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening, guys.